It is time for Great Match Generator with Danny Kugler and Adam Geary. Welcome to Great Match Generator. We have a new intro. We have everything set up now. Ain't that the truth, Adam? Yeah, let's go. We've it's been a while. Uh, just yeah, off and on. I uh, got a new job, so I should be able to record more often. Yeah, a, a different a job. While. Yeah. Thank God you got a different job, man, because. That job, that other job you had was killing you. It took, dude, just trying to adjust to the hours. It took me a calendar year to still suck at it, to still suck getting like used to that. But I guess it, you know, decades of being not decades, but you know, years and years of not working those hours, you get adjusted. Yeah. So it's justice, honestly. Yeah. Um, but, but we are here for a great match generator. You went to Forbidden Door. I sure did. And what is some great matches get generated there? God damn. God damn. Half the card was, more than half the card was like four and a quarter, four and a half. I'm like. So I. I and another there. one. And another one. And another one. Yeah. So, like, I, you know, I, I typically make a rule not to go, like, crazy at shows. But, like, this time around, I was like, all right, I'm just going to have, like, a beer or two and, like, actually watch this. And, like, I watched, like, the pre-show and I was kind of, like, in, like, reviewer mode a little bit. So, I was like, I was like, oh, yeah, that's Swerve match. The Swerve-Keith Lee match, you know, that's, I'd give that four and a quarter. By the time, like, we were two matches into the main card, I was like, no, nah, fuck this. <laughs> this. This show's awesome. Like, I'm not in nerd mode. I'm just going to scream for hours. Yeah. And not have beers, but scream, though. Yes. <laughs> because you don't want to not remember your experience at Vendor. Right. And it was, <laughs> it, was such a, it was such a high, like, you know what I mean? Because... There's only, you know, like, there's 
it's cool going to like a dynamite or whatever or just i don't know a random show uh, an indie show whatever that's like a once in a how many how many shows have been that great like american pay-per-views have been that great ever once in a generation pay-per-view yeah. Yeah, so it certainly is Ollie there. What did um, you What did you have as match of the night for that? Um, Osprey Cassidy. I yeah, same. I couldn't even like it. Just kept go like they. I just I don't think I've bit on near falls that much at any show ever. Any match, uh, I'd have to really think. Cause you I was fighting so. on your falls at the theater. And I was like, "Oh shit!" How how was it at the theater? Did you get to watch the whole show? I did get to watch the whole show. Okay, you didn't get the revolution experience. Me and Josh. <laughs> <laughs> I was so mad. Thank God for having other whatever. You know what I mean? So yeah, we were at the theater, and it just cuts out in the middle of the Battle of the Atoms. But yeah. No, the Philly Theater was very good. So, so I watched it in University City, um, and it was it was glorious, honestly. I uh, and I, I I saw Beast Mike for the first time in four and a half years. Oh wow! It was it's been that long because we've talked obviously for 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 since then and since. But we haven't seen each other because pandemic, and he had a kid, and and everything like that. So it's been like four and a half years. So yeah, um, yeah, it was crazy fun night. Like uh, my buddy Tony, he'd never been to a pay per view like that, and like you know, we're from Cincinnati. Moxley's his dude. So like, you know, he gets to see Moxley have this great moment. And, uh, Tony's stepdad came with us and he's, you know, he'd never seen nothing like that, like in person either. And, um, I got to meet up with Trish, of course, you know, so it was fun, fun time. Fun times. You know what else was fun? Watching these matches. Yeah. You know what? It was fun. It was. Yeah. I, I even the one, the one I'm gonna. I guess technically, if I'm thinking about it, that's kind of the main event here because that would be the last one in chronological order. I had fun just making jokes about it and stuff, and just talking to people on Discord because, like, it just had such a pace where I was like, "Oh, I can like stop and talk in between." But yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, but we have John Boat versus Liano Pellettini from France in 1957. And then we're going to Janitro Tenru and Stan Hansen versus Giant Baba and Russia Kimura from All Japan Pro Wrestling in November of 1989. And then we're going to the Real World Tag League final of 1997, Mitsuharu Misawa and Junakiyama versus Toshiaki Kawada and Akira Tawe, the Holy Demon Army, from November of 1997. And then we have Undertaker versus Kane from WrestleMania 14, 329, <laughs> 1998. <laughs> and we have the chocolate. I can't even, 
I can't even hold back the evil, the evil laugh. Just <laughs> I can't um, wait to get to that one. Let's talk about France, though. Yeah, uh, which so, was really a TV show. Yeah, because... I so I had no I had no context going in. So like I was like, I'm like this is joined in progress, but it's thirty eight minutes long. I'm like. How, because how I, I had the YouTube comment where, did you see the, that YouTube comment where it said it joined two minutes in and then you watched the match? It's, so I didn't know. I just, I was like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah so the match really started two minutes in. Okay. So I just, I was like. It was a finish of one match and then the, 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 the real match, the real okay. match was that it was just yeah i was like god damn join in progress it's 38 minutes do they have a fucking were they doing 60 minute classics back in france 1957 i was like shit but yeah they were not but they they were having some fun though they were having some fun yeah they were out there dude it it was it was fun i mean it, it it's pretty like I mean we do this every time we have one of these France matches. It's pretty revolutionary grappling for its time. Not even just grappling. Some of it's kind of like more high spotish too. Like yeah, it is high spotish. It's um, when I say high spotish, I don't mean like a, a, a fucking young bucks match or like swerves out there. But like you know, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's building pretty, to a high spot. Yeah. Um, and and it's building through these head scissors, these power bombs, these weird little holds, and it's it's fun. It's just fun. I can't rate it. Yeah, because you can't. There's like you can kind of under. Okay, so I I had this in my notes. It's like it's you, you, the commentary. There's the language barrier. But you could say that for your average, you know, lucha match Japanese, or, or Japanese. Japanese match. But like, you know, we've all, well, not we all, but like me and you, we've watched enough King's Road or whatever, or lucha, where like, we understand the psychology. We know who the, I don't want to say baby fix it, bad girl, guy. but you know, and we understand some of the story where it's like, oh, this is playing off that spot from that match and stuff like that you don't really get that with this. So you're just kind of dropped in this thing and like, yeah, it's yeah. Yeah. You're kind of lost and you're just like, I don't know, three, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, I just didn't even want to rate it. Just cause I didn't I, rate it. I didn't rate yeah. it, but you know, I don't think it's, I don't think it's fair to rate it. Cause it's just like, no, you know, it's not whatever. fair. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, 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 it's a unique relic. Yeah, it's it's cool for like it's cool to see, but like it, it just in terms of rating it, I just I don't know. Like I'm not gonna write Titanes El Ring from 1981 from Argentina either. Yeah, those are fun though. <laughs> those, those are, are fun. fun. No. no, no, I was watching that earlier on Ryan Satin's stream. On. Yeah, Ryan sat in that stream where he was watching Titanus El Ring. And 
It, it was honestly fun. It was honestly <laughs> fun. But, <laughs> what, what is your <laughs> I don't know fuck? why I was tuned into it, but it was fun. But it's just, no, it's the randomness of it. Like, you, I don't think you could have said anyone more random to me for that tennis outrage. You know what I mean? Like, uh, no offense to Brian Satin or anything. I just wasn't expecting that. Sorry. But it, it was fun for what it was. It 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 really was fun. Um, but I really liked this. I I had fun watching it. It flew by. I wasn't looking at my phone. Yeah. Same. So. So. I give it credit for that. So let's move on to nice. this barn burner. Um, Janitro, Tenru, and Stan Hansen teaming versus Giant Baba and Rusher Kimura from All Japan Pro Wrestling, November 29th, 1989. This one, it was, it was weird to me. Like, it has the typical, like, big match 80s all japan start where it's just like instant like bonkers bonkers. yeah and then they get into like they went straight into i mean they went straight into basically building a, a baby face in peril which was really cool but yeah, then the just... russia Kim- russia kimura being the baby face in peril and then and then baba getting a hot tag yeah and it it builds to that and um, you know, Rusher's um Rusher's bleeding, pretty good color. Um Yeah, good color. It, it was good color, yeah. It was really good color. Um, I, they were pile driving him. It was, it was just insane. Hansen and Tenru put a good beating on Rusher Kamora. I liked um I liked that Baba just getting onto the apron was like this pop, you know, where they instantly started cheering for him as soon as he got on the apron. So you almost I got like the two... crowd was more lively for this match than the '97 match we watched. Okay, yeah, I was gonna make that. Yeah, I was gonna get into that later. But um, which it's weird. It's kind of you see. I don't know. I'll elaborate on how I feel about it later. But when we get to that match, but um, the crowd was super hot, and you get like. Two, you get two hot tag spots, um, like in concession, basically, like because Baba gets on the apron, it's like a high spot, a hot tag spot. Then he gets the actual tag, and that's also like a hot tag spot. Yeah, and um, you know, there's there, there got to be points where there was. We talked about this on the phone earlier, where it was like um, kind of like soft offense. I, I guess that's just you kind of got to take that with Baba sometimes, right? Um, with like the overhand right. drops and stuff, especially you know he's he's kind of at the end of falling his, down. He's kind of at the end of his peak by '89. You know, not the end of his peak, but you know what I mean. He's it's almost time to phase him down to where he's kind of like just your mid card comedy guy legend. Um, and then um, does start to drag a little bit, and then they start kind of throwing bombs. Um. They um just yeah they they just keep working and um 
to get Hanson, Hanson and uh, uh, Tenru working over Baba, cutting off Kamara. And um, I liked some of that, like some of the cutoff spots, especially where they would cut off Kamara from making saves. And then right. um, the I, I really liked the, the, the finish sequence where Tenru like goes for the power bomb. Baba does like flips him over his head, you know, does the bridge. And then <clears throat> Tenru still ends up hitting the power bomb. It was pretty good. I, I gave it four. I gave it four and a quarter. It was, the crowd heat really elevated it for me. Yeah, yeah. We're always within a quarter stop of each other. I I can't remember what you said about the match we have to do later, but uh, I think we might be a little bit further off than normal. We might be further off. We might be further off on that one. Um, but... Yeah, I got distracted by this uh, Danielson Kamala match. <laughs> He's watching a... Danielson Kamala, which resurfaced. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think was it rediscovering on YouTube? A couple one of them. Someone posted. I think or no, I think it's um. Who was it? Oh, an honorable mention. The uh, oh yeah, the Ring of Honor podcast. Not like yeah. sponsors of Ring of Honor, but yeah. Um, yeah, I gotta watch that match. That match sounds like it rules. Um, but going back to the Rush Gamora match, um, it, it Rush Rusher was the performer of the match. Yeah, the I color, say so. Taking I the color, so. taking the beating, and then Baba was there, and then Tenru and Hanson just beat the crap out of both of them. Yeah, pretty much. Let's talk about this 97 tag, real world tag league final. And something was missing. It's so what I was going to say, like, I feel like if we, if we sat here and just did, I mean, this isn't like super historic historian knowledge or anything, but I feel like if you started doing like chronological, yeah, you would notice there's a point as you get into 96, 97, 98, where you start to see the crowds kind of falling off a little bit more and more. And it's not like something that happens overnight where, like, there's just this one great match in 1996 and then, like, the crowds are just never the same. It's just, it's a, a progression. And, I mean, it obviously led to what it led to where, you know, there was this what? infighting in the company and they split and formed Noah. Um, I liked this. This had a fast start, but it wasn't like, um, it wasn't like a fast start. Like they started, like, I don't know, it kind of felt like a Southern indie hot start. Like it was like, yeah, it was a Southern indie type hot start where it wasn't like, it wasn't like fast, fast, go, go, go. Yeah. Um, it was more like, I meant like Southern territory, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? Southern territory hot start where they, Single out like, one person. Yeah. Uh, Masawa hits a tiger bomb early. That's my second note, which usually is a pretty good sign. Um, if like we're just doing, yeah, tiger bombs. Uh, and then like it's it's they're just doing they're going. It felt like they were going through the motions, but 
it felt like they could have gone through the same motions a year or two prior and the crowd. Oh yeah. There. And that's what would have, and I don't mean going, going through the motions for Misawa, Kawada, Tawe and Ju uh, Nakayama is like still some Insane. of the best shit you'll ever see. So that I don't want it to, we're also like grading this on such a curve because we're comparing it to, you know, all of these great, great all, all Japan, Japan matches. Yeah. Yeah. And, we, we've seen the best all Japan matches of all time, and then this one comes, and you're like, eh, yeah, this is not the best. But and the best part is, the best part is, spoiler guys, we're both going to give this like four and three quarter. Yeah. <laughs> Which means like that's the scale we're we on. We didn't hate it. Yeah. It means like it's still like an all timer. But yeah, um, it starts to pick up after a while. I don't even remember what. Uh, they like start double teaming Kawada. Kawada selling, and they start trying to get um, Kawada selling here was incredible, incredible. Yeah. And I think that's where it started to pick up because I had just I had just written down something's missing here, and then I typed on Discord. I was like something. Uh, someone made a joke. They were because all the fucking body wait till ch- Kawada sells. Well, someone so I posted the link to the match and. Someone was joking, like doing the body shaming shit that we've seen on Twitter from the past few days, where uh, they were like, "Yeah, there's not enough muscly men in this." Just joking around with me, and I was like, "I did just write something's missing, but I don't think that's it." And then, like right after I said that, fucking Tawei hits a suicide dive, and all this crazy shit starts happening. I'm like, "I ain't missing shit no more." Is now we're cooking, <laughs> and uh, he hits that apron choke slam. Um, Tawe oh, yeah, gets it in as the legal man. He's uh, him and Masawa are going at it. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, these t- are four all time greats. Just yeah, yeah. Um, you just four. drop the mic at that point and you're just like, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Not like the finish was great either. Uh, what was the finish? Why am I trying to blank on this right now? I oh, don't didn't even remember. Didn't Kawada just hit him with the power? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah Kawada I mean, just power bombed him. Yeah. It wasn't like a legendary is. finish or anything. The finishing stretch was fun and very exciting because they they did a really good job of all four all four performers made it look like there was this struggle to like. They, oh yeah, yeah. They wanted it, you know. So, um, you know, it again. I mean. Four and three quarters, you know, I hate that uh, we just spent all this time, like, making it sound like we hated this match. (laughs) It's the four and three quarter match. It's still four and three quarters. It's still four and three quarters. It's still Holy Demon Army versus Misawa and And Nakiyama. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, but, uh, you know, on that scale, it's kind of fucked up, you know. Uh, yeah, again, Kawada, uh, I just want to reiterate on the Kawada thing. Just incredible selling during that stretch there in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's just incredible. Now let's get to the match we have the most to say about. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, there's been enough talk. It's time for the main event, but... Uh, Actually, we uh, we got a lot of talking to do with this one. I got a page full of notes right here. I put, oh, oh my God, 
on Twitter, I had to put, I swear to God, this is true too. You know this. Yeah. I had more notes for the first 10 minutes of just the match. Not even like the entrances or any of that. Just the match. I had more notes about the first 10 minutes of after the bell than I've had about 50 minutes, like for 50 minute All Japan Classics. Uh, fucking peak Vader matches, whatever you want to, uh, all time great Joshi matches, Lucha matches. I, I had all these notes all ready for this match because I was just like watching this and I was like, I, was like, I don't know. I, I wasn't feeling this one. It's very, you know uh, feeling? it's just real very WWF. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay, so I'll, I'll I'll introduce it. It's Taker versus Undertaker versus Kane WrestleMania, WrestleMania 14. Yeah, uh, Boston Gardens. They um. Okay, so uh, I'll give my own little personal note. I don't know if you know this story. Uh, I've met Pete Rose twice. Um, the first time I met him, we were at. Uh, I was very young, and he was at like a sports memorabilia show in Kansas City. And I was so young, I wasn't fucking thinking about it, right? But he's got, like, some obscure fucking football game on, like college football. And my dad just goes up to him, and we talk to Pete Rose, and, you know, I'm talking to him. Like, my grandpa went to high school with Pete Rose. Legit. Really? Maddie, yeah. And, um, like, yeah, everyone here, like, from back then, they've met Rose, Finch, whoever, uh, from those, you know, big red machine teams. And, uh, yeah. So <laughs> we walk away. Stupid ass say like something about Kane. No, no, no. This was, this would have been before Kane. This would have been, Oh, this would have been, I'm going to guess like 1995. Oh, okay. but so me and my dad, like after we get done and Pete's super nice to me. He's like, you can call me, you can call me Pete. Uh, you don't have to call me Mr. Rose and all this stuff. And we get done talking and we go to walk away. And my dad, I guess it just clicked for him that Pete was watching some obscure fucking college football game. And he just looks at me and goes, he had money on that game. You know that, right? <laughs> I was like, what the fuck, <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that's my uh, first Pete Rose story. My second Pete Rose story was... Uh, I uh, actually bought like two autographed uh, bobbleheads off of him. And by the time I went to sell them, all of his like autographed uh, memorabilia was worth such shit because he like, he'll just go somewhere and sign 5,000 things. And like, if, if he's put 5,000 more out on the streets, then your shit's worthless again. Like, so yeah, that's, that sucks. And then I did, okay, so regardless of personal stories about uh, Pete Rose, why did they have a heel come out and beat him up? I have no clue. Why didn't they have Taker beat him up? I, or, well, no. I Logic. Mean, have a different, have a different, I mean, you can't, because you can't have Undertaker come out there and just beat him up, because that would look weird, too. But they had baby faces on that roster. They could have had. I don't know, fucking Ken Shamrock put him in an ankle lock or something. I don't know. So, yeah, they, um... They chose Kane. That was yeah, awkward at first. Of all fucking people. And somehow, wait, Pete Rose was the second most likable person in this match still, uh, behind Paul Bear. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. 
Oh my god, you did not like this match. I don't like these performers. Um, so no, it I, okay. It's not so, that bad. It wasn't that bad. It's so okay. So my notes here. I've got uh, you got like the spooky entrance. I don't hate the spooky stuff inherently. Like I like um, I like Malachi Black, you know, or whatever. As long as it doesn't get too crazy with it. I said it was a decent start. Um, Undertaker strikes were always good. Um, did the crowd seem weird to you? The crowd was a little off. It was, like, at first I was like, maybe they're, like, so taken aback. Like, they're like, oh, we finally get to see these two dudes fight. Because I, I, I haven't seen this match in forever. And I remember being really excited for it when I was nine. And... Um, there was like a yeah. big pop when they had the face off and then it just died. Yeah, uh, and then it would be yes. pops for like big spots and stuff. Um But isn't that every WWF match, isn't it? it like it, it, it dies to it, death. It really is. Outside of like what, uh Peak Hogan, if he was against the right heel, um in the right arena too, had to be that. Uh right. or the right Austin match. Yeah, it's, that's always been their crowds. Um, I think this is like the best Kane match. It, it it really showcases Kane in the best way, but it's, it's fucking Kane. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. So we were, t- we were trying to figure out like, what's the best, like, as I was watching it, I was just on discord. We were talking about like, what's the best, what's the best Kane match ever? And we were like trying to Maybe think like WrestleMania 17, that three way would be well, we, we, we started trying to do just one-on-ones just to be completely. So he's not like getting super carried or whatever. And we were like, well, maybe something with Danielson or uh, the guy that can't be mentioned or um, who else? Uh, well, I mean, know. the one that joined grace. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't believe. I was like, why? <laughs> why? We were, we were let's not. Fun. Let's not. Let's not get ourselves in trouble. We were, we were that fucking bored. Why? No. All right. Whatever. Fucking we're not uh, that podcast anymore. No, no. Um, so, yeah, no, uh, I thought about, like, uh, Kane's matches. People used to love his matches with, like, he had, like, a couple matches with Albert on, like, SmackDown in 2001 that people loved. I don't know. Maybe something with Waltman. It's all bad. Did you? Okay. I found this out. Kane's, Kane's rating as a performer on Cage Match is higher than any of his matches. That's a okay. really weird that's a really weird stat, isn't it? It is. Uh-oh. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, back to the match. Kane sucks. But, uh, he's they, they they tried a tree of woe spot. He tries a tree of woe spot with the Undertaker, who's what six nine. Why did we do this? And then, um, yeah, that tree of woe spot was a little awkward. Um. And and then they like again, and I'm nitpicking this harder just because I want to make jokes about it. But uh, they had like this, they had this spot where this was like you remember like the um, 
the old TNA main events where they would like the ref would use their own uh, set of rules to make sure there was a winner, but it was like, wait, you're doing that in every match, like, right? Why is this the Rhino? Why are you doing this for the third match on the card with Rhino versus fucking Abyss? But you also have to do it with Jarrett. Like, there's not even anything on the line. Anyway, whatever. Right. So Paul Bear <laughs> distracts the ref. Kane hits Undertaker with the stairs. The stairs bounce back and damn near hit the fucking ref. I'm like, this is that that was comedy gold right there. I so then he distracts the ref again and he does some sort of spot where he hits he hits he hits like the bottom thing of the stairs with the top thing of the stairs. And I'm like, dude, that's the exact same sound uh, it makes outside when Rumpke comes, picks up my dumpster. Like, how's the ref missing this? And the I just supposed to be dumb in WWE. So I, I guess I they had dude, they had Undertaker out here selling kicks from Paul Bear. Uh, oh god, uh, yeah, maybe this wasn't a great match, but <laughs> it's. No, so th- then they get to the Tope Suicido, which is an all-time great spot. Yeah, that uh, Tope Suicido was great. They they start doing like some, um, they start doing like some flying clothes. Did you see, did you did you see the way Hugo sold sold sold, sold that spot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He like he's the one that fell out of the chair, right? Yes. Yeah, that was pretty. That good. was fucking phenomenal. I laughed my ass off at that. So uh, they start doing uh, Undertaker goes MMA zombie on them. Then they do like some tombstones, whatever. They, it was, I don't know, it gets good towards the finish. About from the Tope Suicida on, it gets fine. Yeah, and, it's fine. It's fine for what it is. It's not that bad. I went two and a half. I went three and a quarter. So here's the thing. I was I was like right at three. And one of my least favorite things about watching the old Undertaker matches is like every feud he has from, I don't know, for like the entirety of the fucking 90s when he's a baby face. It's always... I've never seen The Undertaker get beat up like this. It's fucking Mabel did it to him. I never, uh, I never seen him kick out of the tombstone. And yeah, it's so Jr. Jr. says I've never. He said it like towards the beginning of the match, the middle of the match, and after the match. And I was like, no, I'm taking points off this now because I'm so sick of hearing this. Like, we get it. You're doing the same exact feud you did with Mabel, and King Kong Bundy, and. Whoever the fuck else, whatever big lug you had him wrestle, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, they even did yeah, it. I'm with at three and a quarter. They they did. They would do it with Foley. Like Foley would get the upper hand in, in an angle with Undertaker, and they'd be like, "Oh, I've never seen, dude. Shut up, please." So yeah, two and a half. I think is fine for that match. Yeah, I think three and a quarter is fine. I so. I will say um, what it did for Kane. I mean, it did do a good job of making Kane look like a legit monster, even in a loss. Yeah. 
He kicked out two tombstones. <laughs> yeah, it, it was booked well. It, it's just, it, it's just, it's WWE. So yeah, it's it's very very WWE because even like the pacing is like, the pacing lends itself to what we were saying about the crowds earlier, where it's like. They only pop for big stuff. Well, only big stuff is happening. Like, oh my god. Oh, I skipped over one thing in my notes. They're still inside, but Kane hits a fucking choke slam and then grabs a fucking chin lock. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't believe what I just saw. I was like, he had a near finisher and then was like, let me work my chin. The fuck? I was aghast. <laughs> that would like you were aghast. That was that was the W like that's a very WWF thing. But we'll get better next week as it's something very WWE. Sasha Banks versus Charlotte, Hell in a oh, Cell. You mean soon to be not WWE anymore? <laughs> Might be Sasha both Banks. of them gone. Might be both of them gone here soon enough. But whatever. Uh, yeah, free Sasha. Um, Minami Toyota versus Shinobu Takandori. It's something not WWE. It's All Japan Women from 1998, August 23rd. I I can't wait for that one. Kiyoshi Tamura versus Tsuyoshi Kosaka from U Style 2404. All right. And then Butch Reed versus Dick Murdoch, Mid South. See, yeah, that's I, – I can't – see, I like that too. I like um, – I don't know. I, I haven't really gone back and watched Mid-South in a while, so neither – like I haven't gone back and watched like all the great angles and promos nor like the old list of great matches from there. So that one I'm pretty excited for. Plugs, plugs, plugs. Uh, where's my Twitter now? At Adam, you're, don't even follow me on Twitter. I'm I'm a menace on there. I'm just a shit poster. I just, I don't know. Don't uh, Adam Yuri NTWF. Yeah, that's it. Uh, shout out to NTWF. Um, shout out to. I want to give a special shout out to uh, Garden State Pro Wrestling. Garden uh, State Pro Wrestling. Yep. Yeah. Um, trying to think just shout out to everybody twitter discord whatever shouts uh social suplex everybody yeah social suplex doing it up as always um yeah rich rich wada live morgan never wins live <laughs> <laughs> morgan does never win let's and see how I, long she i can't wait how... i can't yo i'm gonna go ballistic when she finally loses <laughs> you and Rich both. Um, um, DJD Cooks on Twitter. Great match pod on. Uh, I think it's Great Match Pod. I think that's our show Twitter. I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, Great Match Pod. Hey, uh, let me look real quick. Twitter. Great Match Pod. Yeah. I was right. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you all for joining us and have a good day. Peace.